0: Wins with you, my friends. Timothy Biscuit here to share a little news I've heard on the grapevine. Oh, grapes. <laughs> ah, now I'm hungry. Oh, sorry about that. Anyways, I'm excited to share with you that Break, Battle, and Roll now has a website and merch store. A central hub where you can listen to episodes, view recent posts, and even check out some nifty BBR-themed items for sale. They've even got stuff with me on it. I know! I couldn't believe it either. Check us out at www. BreakBattleRoll.com Uh-oh, it's time for me to go. I think the barkeep's about to start the show.
1: Welcome to the nexus of adventure, where stories transcend the page. A place where heroes and villains clash. This is Break, Battle, and Roll. Welcome back. It's once again time to break, battle, and roll. My name is Aaron Rollins, and I am your dungeon master, your barkeep. And I'm here with my three favorite people in the world, <laughs> starting with the crack shot cannoneer, Chad Stafford.
0: Oh, it's a little bard bird. Bardic inspiration ain't a lackin' and likes to put on a show for a fracking. It's Timothy uh. Biscuit.
1: Ah! <laughs> I'm also here with... The spitting image of Laminaria, Janelle Wilkie.
2: Hi there, it's me, Janelle Wilkie. Uh, and I would have to tell you, if anyone boards our ship, they're cruising for a bruising. Mm. Unless, of course, uh, Sherman is involved, then you're cruising for dismemberment.
1: <laughs> Speaking of dismemberment, I'm also here with the inventor of water skiing, Sherman Jeppard. I mean, Justin Sh- Pletschman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> D- Ch- Justin Jeppard, the Sherman Shepard here. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Sher- Sherman J- Sherman, Jeppard, he's not Wayne Gretzky, but I think he just invented how to jet ski.
1: I'm on a roll tonight. Thanks. <laughs> Wayne
3: Gretzky is a hockey ah. player from the 90s and 2000s for you kids.
1: Uh, guys, all right, we've already got a mood going here, so let's get right into the recap on our last break, battle, and roll. With the Fracken in pursuit, Califran and the crew push the Saffron Citrine through the oily stretch of sea with everything they have. With Sherman on edge, Flowercrow made the paladin promise to not jump off the ship, or at a bare minimum, check with her and Timothy before doing so. To further distract him, Flowercrowd expertly tied a rope to Sherman and sent him down the stern of the ship to scrub off any oil that it, would, that it had adhered to the ship in an attempt to reduce drag on the vessel. Meanwhile, Timothy and Flowercrowd devised a combo strategy to deter the fracken. Flowercrowd disguised herself as Laminaria while Timothy mimicked the hag's voice, commanding the fracken to end its chase. The fracken became visibly confused and slightly veered from its interception path when a black ship became visible ahead of the saffron citrine. Upon it stood Sir Lunox, the black knight in service of the hags, last seen on Adristia. He condemned the fracken in frustration, seeing that the apostleship's boat was not covered in oil, but he fired flare balls anyway. Both shots struck the front of the ship but failed to engulf it due to the lack of oil as what had happened onto the brindled ballast back when Sherman was aboard. It was then the Apostleship's chance. Sherman climbed back up on deck and took up position at the starboard cannon, though he fumbled trying to load it. Timothy popped over to the port cannon and quickly primed a shot. Califran pulled hard on the helm to the right, steering the ship around the back of through Lunox's, opening up Timothy's side for an opportunity. Aiming true and having never missed a cannon shot thus far, Timothy's <laughs> shot impacted <Ooh>. the rear <laughs>
0: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a backhand compliment if I ever heard one.
1: <laughs> Timothy's shot impacted the rear corner of the black vessel sending Sir Lunox and his crew further off any attempt to turn their ship's broadside back towards them. The saffron citrine sped past, but not before the Black Knight unleashed his minions to continue the pursuit. Stop them, my hounds. Bring me the forgotten motes of Miriam's heart. Three flying canine creatures bound from his ship and intercepted them, directing their gaze upon Timothy, Sherman, and Flowerkraut. With the fracken far in the distance and Sir Lunox's ship still trying to right itself, Califran chimed commands to the disciples to assist the heroes. Bernice descended from the crow's nest to help her friend Sherman. A few other disciples left their posts and displayed the fighting force of the Apostleship as they channeled their voice into pure energy strikes, pummeling two of the hounds into oblivion. Timothy pierced the mind of the third, causing it to temporarily retreat, though it turned once more to give chase. Still secured to the rope, and with a nod to Flower and Timothy, Sherman dove off the back of the ship, colliding with the last beast. Timothy quickly climbed the crow's nest to get a better vantage point, and as Sherman dragged behind the ship, holding the hound underwater, the bard spotted a large rock jutting from the sea straight ahead. He gave warning to Califran, whom thanked Timothy, Timothy's vigilance and quickly turned the ship to the right. Sherman and the beast arced left, and at the last moment, the paladin threw the creature into the watery stone, crushing it for good. The ship and the heroes sailed further away, gaining more and more distance from their enemies as the sun began to slowly rise on the horizon. And that's where we left off.
2: Yeah, I don't think that counted as permission, Sherman, but good job not dying. Do you need help, and why are you holding an arm? Oh!
1: I, I oh. think Sherman's still dragging behind the boat right
2: now. <laughs> I know, I know. That's
3: why I'm asking if he needs help.
1: <laughs> he still has like an arm in his mouth or something.
3: <laughs> look, look, look. I, I, can, I can cross one leg over the other and I'm still... F- oh, no. <laughs> oh, someone raised the flag. All right.
0: slow, Slow the wake. Slow the wake. We got to turn this thing around.
1: Pull him in. Pull him in.
3: What would be a good idea... Would be, yes, exactly that. Thank you, Califran. Put Somebody put out a towel or something on the ground <laughs> of the wood bolt so I can shake off on it without getting everything wet, maybe?
1: So a couple of the disciples run over and begin to heave... Sherman back onto the boat. They they haven't stopped the ship. They're not slowing the ship. They're literally pulling you, and you're just kind of bouncing against the waves behind the <laughs> ship as they're doing this.
2: It's probably for the best that they're doing it, because Timothy and I suck at ropes.
1: Califran's looking over the edge of the ship, and he's like, I hope that rope is tied well.
2: I uh, turn to him, and I'm like, oh, It's tied well.
0: (laughs) It's, like, artisanally tied. You've never seen rope tied like this.
2: Let's just say I have a lot of practice with this sort of thing.
1: Uh, I can't
2: pull a rope, but I can tie a rope.
1: I just imagine that, like, as they pull Sherman up, he's still, like, completely mummified in the rope, and everyone's wondering (laughs) how he just pulled off what he did. Um uh, yeah Sherman you get pulled up back on the ship you're uh you're a bit uh, woozy after bouncing around behind and the, the ship is essentially reaching its max speed getting away as far away as it can from Sir Lunox and wherever the fracking disappeared to um, where's Bernice Bernice is she's one, one one of the disciples that's helping pull pull Sherman back onto the ship
3: oh Mike my- Oh, I'm so glad that my pop pads are pretty thick.
1: The ship enters into the early morning fog. Um, just just the crest of the sun is showing on the horizon. But there is a thick cover. And Califran has to chime to the disciples to actually slow the ship a little bit because their visibility just dropped big time. He, uh, he chimes again to, uh, Bernice and she comes over and stands at the helm and, uh, he asks, he turns to Timothy, you seem to have, uh, a great ability to see around you, Timothy. I I appreciate what you did for us, that rock back there. Would you mind... Climbing back up and keeping an eye out for us.
0: Aye, aye, Captain. I will do my best.
1: Thank you. I need to gather my things. I I think we we can't head exactly where I had planned to before, but with this ship chasing us, there's more important things for us to do right now, and that is to find cover, find a place... They wouldn't expect us to go.
2: Anything I can do to help, Califran? Your your team was amazing out there.
1: Thank you, Flower Crowd. I, I also, it has truly been Miriam's blessing to have the three of you on board. Um, I will be right back. And Califran uh, heads to the lower deck.
2: I know he just called us a blessing of, uh, or a blessing to have on board, but I feel like we're really putting this crew in danger, Sherman. I'm I'm a little bit nervous.
3: Is there like a little boat? Maybe we should take a little boat away from everyone so no one's in danger. I don't know what I would do if I lost another crew. That would be really sad. But that's not gonna happen because we're we we just we just mop the floor with them and so we're good. They're not. I'm still really wet.
1: Bernice uh, reaches out with her paw for a like a paw fist bump.
3: Oh, from you, Sherman. Do you? Oh, I. I, What's the rules with? Can I? Do I clap? Snap, clappy. Snappy clap, or do what? I I don't want to get you in trouble. Um.
1: She. She's kind of like gesturing with her head to her hand to like.
2: Oh.
3: D- okay. T- touch
2: the paw, Maybe I
3: should leave. I- I'll-, I'll leave. Hold on. Oh no, Bye. it's fine. Here, flower there, check us out. Flower-crow. Come we join go. me. I've
0: got a perfect vantage point. It's like watching. It's like watching a show. And I really hope they get
3: reconnected.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I hear I come, Timothy.
3: I- Bernice. I know you can't say this part, so I'll say it for you. But woogity woogity woogity. <laughs> you
1: see her like silently laughing behind her mask, and. She just kind of gives you for for the first time since you've been on this ship you see the emotion in her eyes like she's kind of letting go for a moment as you know she's got she's got one paw on the helm califran's downstairs and you just kind of finally see the same eyes that you remember from the foster program and you can tell behind that mask that she's got this big grin on her face. And just as that is happening, you hear footsteps coming back up, and you see her straighten up, turn, and she's got both hands on the helm once again. And Califran comes walking back up onto the deck where, uh, where you are, and he's got papers in his hands, and… Oh, oh, uh, where did… where did Flower Crowd go?
2: Oh. Don't mind me. Oh. I just wanted to uh, give Timothy a little extra pair of eyes.
0: Yes, she knows the sea very well. Stay, stay
1: up there. I, I I'll be right there. And oh, this is gonna. Count. <laughs> with
3: party in the crow's nest. That's a raven's nest. <sighs> <laughs> That's a joke too. So Califran,
1: uh has like this little satchel with just a bunch of uh, papers sticking out of it, and he. He climbs up, and so the three of you are kind of squeezing up into the crow's nest right now.
2: Mm, okay. Hi. Yep. Oh, yep. Nice and co- cozy
0: in here.
1: Oh, yes. You can see much better <coughs> up in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. We're fine in here. We're comfy, all right. You, you've there got, you've
2: over the Marium thing, oh, right? I'm, I'm sorry. Was that, was
1: that me? I, I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I... Wanted your help, Flowercrow. I thought we could try to y- make use of what stars we could still see, as the morning is upon us.
0: Flowercrow, yeah, I think you got this. I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out somewhere else. <laughs> I'll catch you two birds later.
2: He's beginning to leave.
1: <laughs> birds, birds. I thought he, I thought he was the bird. All right. Well. Anyway. You, you did help me with locating where the Prime Star should have been last night. So, um, we need to. Let's see which one is it here. And he shuffles through some of the messages, and you see that the papers he has are, uh, you know, things that have been sent by Seagull that they've, uh, they've collected essentially as more and more requests have been coming towards to the to the Apostleship and he goes yes this is this is the one. Oh, we're looking for mm, this island right here and he pulls out a uh, kind of a crude map as well.
2: Oh okay, let's see. Um, do I know this island? Should I should I roll anything?
1: Yeah, go ahead and roll history. Okay,
2: history. All right, we've got a 12 plus of 1.
1: 13. Okay, so you only know this island as being one that no one really has ever like like you've heard word of it because people have seen this island and on the map it is marked as glavio and however there is no like knowledge or or rumors or anything about this island because as far as you have heard from anyone who's ever visited Adristia, the island is uninhabited. There's like it's not even an island that would support life.
2: Nor booze cruises, unfortunately.
1: Perhaps, yeah, exactly. Like no brute booze cruises either. But yet Calafran has a request for aid to the island of Glavio. And he says I don't suspect anyone would ex- would think us to go to this island. I want to stay hidden as long as we can until we can figure out what we can do about this this dark knight who was just chasing us. And perhaps you and your friends could help explain who that was.
2: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He. The the knight was one of the uh, I suppose cronies of the hags, he, he was helping them out, and as you saw, that was his ship. That, it, that ship was at Dristia, uh, when they blew up the island.
1: It is worrisome that they were able to find you so easily.
2: I wonder if it has anything to do with us having the remaining motes of uh, Miriam, the, the Prime Star. I wonder if the hags can sense us in some way.
1: You encountered one of these hags on Praxil, yes? Oh yeah. They may have known that you were there and were inching closer to the island, perhaps. Either way, we should try to make ourselves scarce. And at the same time, I do not lo- want to lose sight of those in Archipelia that need our help. And while I had originally planned to bring you straight back to Stere- Stella Maris, I... I am true to my word to you, Flower crowd. We will... we will address the problems here in Archipelia, perhaps perhaps hunt down these hags ourselves. But we can't be careless.
2: I agree. And we are happy to have your help. You you guys kicked ass back there. And uh, as you can see, the three of us are still learning.
1: Yes, but I was so enamored by what you did to get that huge creature to stop chasing us. Uh-huh. Such
0: ingenuity
1: it was it was beautiful
0: timothy is actually directly underneath the crow's nest just like (laughs) giggling (laughs) in
1: pure delight of all these wonderful compliments
2: ah timothy's best performance but
1: before the sun is upon us we we need to uh we need to navigate we need to get to glavio
2: yes Do you know where to head in relation to where the Prime Star used to be? Yes. Okay. Uh, Then I've got an idea. Uh, I summon Handy. My, 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 my hand. What the frick is this called? Spells.
1: Mage hand.
3: (laughs) hand. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Hold up. Wait a a second.
1: If you want me to change the spell's name on your character sheet to Handy, we can do that.
3: Handy! I totally thought that Flowercrow was just like, I summon Handy! And like this pulled her sleeve back a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stay hold, my beautiful hand!
3: Timothy's like, Oh, it's getting hot up there. She's summoning Handy. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> now that's Timothy, that's Handsy! Ah! I mean uh. I don't know that
2: All right, so I summon Handy, my mage hand, and um, should I roll, like, a nature thing, or or is it because Miriam is in my heart that I know the way?
1: So that uh, seems to be part of it. One of the things that you have, have kind of noticed in all of this is that here Califran is captaining a ship, and you would think that if one star disappeared from the sky it wouldn't be that big of a deal he could literally just take other stars and use them in relation to where the prime star was so that he would always know where it was but there seems to be more to this than just just a star disappearing from the sky it almost feels as though the prime star disappearing has kind of somewhat blinded him like and maybe more than just him, but you can still tell where it was.
2: Got it. So I'm going to use Handy, the mage hand, to basically point where the star is so that they can always see where the boat is in relation to it.
0: (laughs) There's some real crazy taxi vibes going on now.
1: (laughs) Yes, the arrow floating above the head of the car. Yes, exactly. (laughs)
0: The s- the subtle sound of Offspring's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. crout <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll a survival check to navigate uh, kind of where the Prime Star would be.
2: Got a 13 plus 2,
1: 15. Perfect. You know exactly where it once was and you see Califran kind of, you know, uh, navigating on the chart itself. And, you know, he's trying, he's like trying to, it's a little bit awkward up here in the crow's nest as he's doing this, but he's, he's looking up at, at, at Handy while looking back down at the map. And then all of a sudden the whole ship rattles. Wait, oh,
0: oh.
3: no.
2: hey,
0: Timothy,
2: are you right
1: below us? Uh, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can just throw my voice. (sighs) Oh,
2: yeah.
1: You feel the ship actually kind of come up out of the water a little bit. I need all three of you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh.
0: He says, hanging precariously underneath the crow's nest. That's a five, and Sherman's
1: got 14.
2: And I got a flat 10.
1: Okay. So let me roll for uh, for Califran here, um, and essentially... <laughs> hold on, I've got some Does dice. He fall I...
2: into my arms? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just carrying him like oh, newlyweds into a into a new house. Oh, boy. Califran Califran rolled a three.
0: Um, oh, wow.
3: no. Okay, oh, boy.
1: Him. Timothy's coming up with shipping
0: names Flower-Fran.
3: How about Calicrout?
1: Calicrout.
3: Because you can't use Califrout Flower because that's taken.
1: So the whole ship literally jerks and stops, like, in... I mean, you guys were going almost you know, not full speed because you were traveling through fog. But then, boom, the back of the ship goes up out of the water and then slams back down. Timothy, you fly off the crow's nest. And you fly right into the water in front of the ship. <gasps> um, can I cast feather f-
0: fall to slow my descent?
1: You absolutely can. So you you do that. Califran is so busy with the charts that he doesn't. He's not holding on to anything. Uh, Flower Kraut, you're able to like catch yourself on the railing of the of the of the crow's nest, but you see you see Califran going over the edge.
0: Help! 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 frick, help. I'll um, frick again! <laughs> I'm falling so slowly.
1: He's like. About to fall down okay. to the bottom of, like, to the deck of the ship.
3: How, fa- how far away is that from the helm?
1: Well, let's see. Flowercrow, why don't you roll a strength saving throw to see if you could catch him?
3: Oh,
2: my God. My weakness is strength. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. I know I got minus points to strength somewhere. Yeah, minus one. Okay, but well, I rolled a 14, so I got a 13.
1: okay. You catch him by his foot, and he's oh he's oh, dangling God. from the crow's nest. Oh, oh, ah, oh ah.
2: Old lady <laughs> eyes, don't fear me,
1: Sherman. Sherman, you have the opportunity, and you see uh, Bernice like runs with you to like get underneath.
3: Bernice, what's the code for what's the code for catch the captain?
1: <laughs> she quickly chimes catch the captain in Apostle Ship.
3: Alright, so I'm gonna jump down there and hopefully there's enough of us here where we can all catch together. Your
1: grip slips on Califran, Flaircrow, and he begins to fall, but Sherman <laughs> and Bernice get there in time. I need the I need you and Bernice to roll a
3: deck save. Oh, it's a deck save, eh? Okay. Oh, that's a 19. Wow.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not good Ber- at it. <laughs> Bernice <laughs> rolled an 18. So, uh, you guys the side by side, just <laughs> Califran lands in your arms.
2: Okay, and is Timothy just slowly falling off the boat?
1: Yeah, no, Timothy, like, you are... Flying like in the thing is Featherfall slows your descent, but since you have this momentum flying you forward, you're now slowly flying towards the front of the boat, but you your goal your your current arc of trajectory is gonna send you over the edge of the boat, so you're just kinda like whoa whoa, like looking for something to catch. Think,
0: think of a little thought any any happy little thought. <laughs>
1: One of the disciples runs up the bowsprit uh, of the ship and like holds their hand out to you. Timothy chimes,
0: catch the bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ching, ching, ching. Uh, so you grab hold of the disciples' hand and they pull you back down onto the ship. <gasps> Thank you, friend. However, you guys all noticed that the saffron citrine has stopped. It just, you know, like, the brakes were just hit real hard. And then you all hear the bubbling noise.
3: Ah, The bubbling noise?
1: You look off the edge of the ship and about, you know, to the edge of your vision within this thick fog, you see an islet. Nothing more than a island the size of like a baseball diamond so though however it looks like this thing has very shallowly uh descended into the ocean and so where the ship is is still like, incredibly shallow water you look down into the lower decks of the ship and there is a jagged piece of stone that has ripped through the bottom of the ship and water is beginning to bubble in Ow. but the ship is also kind of beached right here somewhat so it's not like you're it's not like the the ship is low in the water so even though there's water bubbling in the ship has kind of come out of the sea a bit and so, only so much water would actually leak inside. This... This is my fault. I'm... I'm sorry. I I felt we would be able to see the stars better from up in the crow's nest.
0: Uh, no, I... Uh, sorry. I gotta catch my breath. I'm sorry, Captain. You told me to keep a lookout, and I... I got all caught up in uh, being a goof. I apologize.
1: It's It's... It's all right, Timothy. I... I feel that we, we all perhaps are not being our best right now, especially after what we just went through. So, let us let us work together to get to get out of this mess. So, you go downstairs with Califran um, as the other disciples are looking out for other parts of the ship to see any if there's any further damage. Um, and this stone. So there's there's basically a stone that's kind of. Uh, jutting out at a diagonal and when the ship hit this thing it cut through it like a shark's fin so you can actually see the the, the edge of the stones like literally protruding into the ship and you can see how the ship just came to a complete stop because this stone didn't let the ship go any further and so you've got this nice long cut at the in the hull of the ship and now there's water bubbling in, and uh, the first thing Califran does is he chimes to one of the disciples who runs down, and they, they grab a bucket, and they just start bucketing water running up the stairs, tossing the bucket, or tossing, tossing the whole bucket, though. Get this bucket <laughs> out of here! It wasn't very helpful. Oh, <laughs> well, I can't use this bucket but anymore, it's, it's full. It's,
3: it's okay, Sherman goes no. and gets it back. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's Sherman. Sherman's still kind of dripping wet right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Califran's kind of got his hand on his chin, just thinking about what to do about this, how to get the ship you know, seaworthy in short time, because you don't know how far behind you Sir Lunox is.
4: Does Timothy have a mage hand as well?
1: I do have Mage Hand.
4: All right.
2: Um, right. I'm not sure if this will be super helpful, but I do know that when uh, some of the cruises got beached on the island by accident, uh, people had to dig around it. So maybe we can put our hands to work as well as our own uh, hands. Yeah. Start digging ourselves out of this.
0: Could I look at the stone that pierced the... The ship's hull real quick and do like either a perception or maybe nature or an investigation
1: what are you looking for in specific so it
0: just sounds kind of odd um, that this would just happen like I know we could just potentially have gotten beached but I'm wondering if this too was an island that may have sunk because of the hags and we just happened to run
1: across it or is this just we just had bad luck Okay, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check.
0: Okay.
2: Can, can I assist?
1: Sure. So roll with advantage.
0: Okay, the first roll was a 16,
1: and the second roll was an 18. So looking at the stone, it doesn't seem like it's a stone that was uh, carved or formed to its shape. It's definitely like a sharp piece of slate, you know, that was would have naturally occurred in the ocean. Um, the... Islet that you guys ha- can see off, you know, south of the ship, that is basically part of this, you know, that this rock is part of, um, doesn't show any signs of like a destroyed island. Okay. Um, this looks like, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm, if I got the name wrong, but like Tahiti or like those those little uh, destination islands where there's not a there's not really a ton of land that's dry because this island only barely crests this the, the surface of the ocean.
3: Oh, like the Maldives. The what? The Maldives. It's a it's a getaway destination for for like honeymoons and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. Um so this doesn't look like it could potentially be more sign of of hag destruction
0: with that 18 investigation check uh looking at this stone further does it seem to be something that i could potentially break apart with shatter
1: in order to free us from it It could be yes okay um the only only concern you'd have is that shatter would also potent it could potentially shatter more of the hull as well okay because it has, like, an AoE effect to it. Maybe I can go
0: outside the ship and cast it more towards the base of the uh, the rock formation to just kind of break it apart from the source rather than what's inside so it's easier to dislodge from the ship.
1: Yeah, you could definitely go outside, uh, take a look in the water, and see if if there's a good spot to actually cast that spell. Kraut, I'm going to need a Rope Master.
2: Um... I'm here for you. Just not with strength ropes. (laughs) Tying ropes that, that I can do.
1: All right. Uh, so the two of you go back up on deck and start getting a rope ready for Timothy Sherman. What are you doing?
3: Um, so, am I'm checking with, uh, say, Hey, uh, Califran, since you're the only person that can like really tell me with words right now. No offense, Bernice. Uh, um, uh, God, that sounds insensitive. I'm so sorry. Uh, she, she kind of yeah. just like, she
1: pats you on the, on the back.
3: I'm, I'm not used to this part. Um, if, do we have, do we have lumber on board to patch holes in the ship? Cause I, we I. We
1: have, we have some supplies, yes. Uh, though we are going to need more than lumber to fix
3: this. Okay, uh, as Sherman takes a look out onto the island, is there like anything resourceful on the island?
1: It is a empty like it is sand. That's it.
3: Oh, great.
1: I mean, this this is this, this island looks like it is it spends a good amount of time underwater when the tides are high. So, right now is, you know, a a rare time where it's above the water by, you know, a foot.
3: Oh, okay. Um well, perhaps Uh, if we're able to get it dislodged from the rock, do we have enough supplies to at least temporarily patch up the hull of the ship? I'm pretty good with, uh, um, my good old carpenter tool set that I got here. That was my, that was like my woodshop class. Bernice, do you remember when we had to take a class and it was like, ah, it's not part of your regular curriculum, but you gotta take it. Well, and I took woodshop. Well, I'm still pretty good at that.
1: She... Is kind of just nodding at you.
3: Oh right. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry again. I'm so insensitive. Um. Uh.
1: Yes, I. Th- I think that will help us, Sherman. I. I don't. I don't believe we'll be able to make this watertight quite yet, but we. We may be able to get by with just that. And he chimes to. Uh, he chimes to Bernice actually, and she goes over to another part of the lower decks and starts opening up some crates and a uh, cabinet and starts pulling some materials out.
3: If we could get the water out and get it drying, then we could start working on that part.
1: I think the best way to go about this would be for you to help patch the inside to the best that we can. And once we reach our destination we may be able to position the ship so that we can patch the exterior as well. Um, so, upstairs, flower crowd, you've got a rope. You're tying it on Timothy. Give us... What did I have you roll last time to tie the rope to Sherman?
2: Was it at survival?
1: I think so, yeah. Let's All do a survival right. check.
2: Oh, baby! Got a 19 plus a 2.
1: Oh 21. My God. Th- the mistress of sailor's knots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Timothy, you feeling good. You feeling confident. You feeling. So secured. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> comfort blanket.
0: <laughs> oh God, I think you've gotten me over my fear of rope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not a snake.
0: Not a snake. It's not a snake. Crazy enough. It's not a snake.
1: Okay. So, Timothy, you're going to go exploring. Boy, am I. Going to employ a good old guab technique. All right. Ah. So you pop into the water with your rope attached. Ooh, it's cold. Um, And you got to dive down to go check out... Uh, Check out the, the situation down there. Um,
0: flower crowd, I'm gonna go under the water. If anything looks uh, peculiar, you know, give me, g- g- get me out of there, please.
2: Okay, I'll, g- I'll give you a good hoist. Thank you. Be careful though.
1: Do I need to roll anything for uh, diving down under the water? Give me an athletics check. Okay. Good Lord.
0: All right, uh, D&D Beyond's really not being my friend. Tonight, I'm going
1: to start rolling. Uh, can I get advantage on
2: that somehow? That was a six, by <laughs> the way.
1: That was a six. It was right. a six. So really all that happens is, Timothy, you dive under, and you feel that normally you, you probably would be able to propel yourself just a couple feet under the water, but the rope is adding a little bit more resistance to you swimming. So you kind of realize you're guabbing you're underwater, and then... you're not moving, so you just turn around and go right back up to the surface and come up for a breath of air again. Just
0: imagining I'm doing that thing
1: that, like, ducks do when it's just their butt sticking out of the water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Timothy's,
1: like, not moving. You just see his legs flinging, you know, like, kind of pushing up into the air.
2: (laughs) Making the guab motion. Up in the air. Timothy, are you okay?
0: Um, I... Yes,
2: Let's give that another shot. Do you need a little more slack on the rope or something? Yes,
0: that would be lovely. Thank you.
2: Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was preparing for when I had to tug. My old lady muscles are not great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you, you throw a little slack, and then, Timothy, you dive back under. Give me another athletics check.
0: Oh, that's better. Okay. So that's 15, 16, 17.
1: Okay. Definitely was the tight rope that was keeping you from going anywhere. Um... You go under the ship and you can see this huge piece of slate that is kind of you know jutting upward and you can see the edge of it that well actually you can't see the edge of it because the edge of it is inside the ship um so essentially you kind of look at at how much area you've got to work with and you figure you could probably cast a shatter on the rock, the, ma- the major part of the rock itself, but you're you're gonna have to roll a um, perception check to see where exactly is the right place to cast this so that one, you break the rock, and you target you're targeting to make sure that the edge of the rock that's stuck in the ship is is dislodged from it, but second. You're casting it far enough away so that the ship itself doesn't get hit by the spell. So, go ahead and roll another uh, perception check.
0: Okay, sounds like this is a need to roll high. Twenty-two. Oh wow!
2: Nice. Yeah,
1: roll the ni- roll the nineteen on the die. So you you find the spot the sweet spot of this rock. Um, you also have to make sure that you're far enough away from it yourself, you don't want to be caught in the blast. So, uh, you, and that's one of the things, like if you didn't roll high enough, you'd be like, there's the spot, cash chatter, whoops. <laughs> it's right next to me. Um, so you, uh, you swim away a little bit and are you gonna do that right now? Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> thinking to him, he's probably thinking to himself, I've never played underwater before, let's give this
1: a go grabs his loot, and I'm gonna cast Shatter. Okay. It's 3d8 thunder damage. You've got your loot down in the water. Okay, your, your loot is, is definitely gonna be waterlogged after doing this, so you're gonna have to take some care.
0: <gasps> I mean, I can't, I technically, uh, I don't think Timothy can
1: cast without it, so he has to bring it with him. Uh, okay, yep. Um, all right, so you cast Shatter. Meanwhile, Sherman, In the boat.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bernice has has brought over uh, some of the uh, wood and repair equipment, but it doesn't look like they have... It looks like they have equipment to fix, like, small leaks in the hull. Nothing like this. So she literally brings over a piece of furniture and gestures to it and gestures to the big slice that you're that you've got right in front of you and she kind of shrugs at you
3: oh uh, uh, all right so you're, we're going for a kind of like a living edge kind of uh, aesthetic down here I like it okay um, and I Sherman pulls out uh, from his one of his pouches, his carpentry set. Yes. Sherman is a carpenter. That's amazing. You actually
1: do have a carpentry set. <laughs> that's,
3: that's I am proficient in carpentry. That is so awesome. <laughs> and so I guess I'll just start um, dismantling any furniture uh, in a humane way so that we could potentially reclaim the wood after we get an official repair to rebuild some furniture later. So considerate.
1: Okay, you're in the middle of kind of seeing what you can pull off of this furniture. Um, It's just like a small table uh, to see if you can get like enough lumber off of it. When... The whole hall shakes. Ah! And you see the the rock is like vibrating, the rock that's protruding the hull. Uh, Timothy, what did you roll on your shatter damage? Uh, 12. Okay. So you see, Timothy, from your perspective, you see these cracks running underneath and I'm pretty sure shatter does double damage to like inanimate objects, right?
0: Yeah, let me take a look. Doesn't I don't see anything that it says about that. A non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spells area. I don't see anything that says double damage. Okay, so
1: what happens is you see the cracks splintering off from your point of impact with, with your shatter spell, and they definitely crack in the, the direction you wanted them to go towards the, the tip that's stopping you guys. However, it stops cracking right at the tip. And, uh, although it looks like you've definitely weakened this stone, and so right after you cast that, uh, Bernice looks down and she 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 runs over to where the stone is as you're as you're fumbling around with all of the uh, the repair tools, Sherman.
0: it has got to find the right Allen wrench for
1: this IKEA furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she she examines. The, the stone, she knew what was going on because you guys had talked about what you were gonna do outside. And you hear you hear Bernice go, Wah? Wah! and she hits it with her fist. And the whole chunk of stone comes loose and pops off, uh, having been weakened by the Shatter spell. And the ship is, is slowly freeing itself from the stone. However, it's also slowly descending off of this slant that it's been resting on. With the stone, with the stone now dislodged, more water is coming into the, the bottom of the ship.
2: Um, can Flowerkraut hail one of the, uh, crewmates to help hold on to the rope of Timothy? Because she wants to jump in the water.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, one of the disciples runs over and uh, grabs hold of the rope.
2: Thank you so much. All right, uh, bombs away. So Flowercrow jumps off the boat and swims down to where Timothy is to okay. see how things are going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Slow
0: <laughs> mage hand high-five. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, flower crow, uh, how big is this hole?
1: Um, The hole of the ship is about, about four feet long and about five inches wide.
2: All right, because...
4: I think I would like to use shape water to freeze the area just like on the outside of the ship so it'll stop filling with water and they can start doing their woodwork.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you... This is awesome. This is, this is great.
3: This is like
0: Superman stuff. <laughs> Flies under the ship, breaks the freaking rock, uses ice breath. I love this. D&D's great, y'all.
1: <laughs> so... Kraut ah. you swim under the boat, you uh, you lower your um, welding mask, and with your finger, you're... <laughs> just drawing a line of, of ice down the whole slice out of the hull until you've got just... And Sherman, you and, you and Bernice are seeing this from the other side as ice is filling <laughs> in uh, below you You just guys. see
2: Flowerkraut's watery face looking up at you and waving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I...
3: Say like, oh, hi! <laughs> <laughs> he sticks his head in the water. <laughs> oh, it's cold. It's cold tongue. Uh.
1: Um, okay, yeah, and that kind of does does the job. Um, it's temporarily stopping water from further going into the ship.
4: Can Flower Kraut help more by getting inside the ship and taking water out?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm guessing the two of you are climbing out of the water.
2: Alright, uh, I hail our friend that's helping us. Hey! Can you hoist us up, please?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't have to be underwater anymore, Timothy. <laughs> <do you think? laughs> His butt is still in the air, and I can <laughs> hear him talking.
0: <laughs> that's how he ascends. He just goes butt, butt um. first. Yeah. <laughs> The most buoyant
1: part. So you guys get pulled up by a couple of the disciples uh, onto the ship, on the deck once again, and uh, you notice that a couple of the other ones are actively grabbing, you know, like taking buckets of water uh, from the from below decks and throwing the water overboard, going back down. They're trying to clear out as much water as they possibly can. Uh, you do feel like the ship is. Is kind of slowly sliding down that rock, um, scraping a little bit, but not stuck anymore. Uh, as it's kind of writing itself again. It's essentially think of how think of how shallow this island is and how the it descends very slowly into the sea. The saffron citrine is just slowly moving down that descent until it gets to deeper waters. As we're slowly
0: reaching back to a normal level. Can I climb back up the crow's nest and do a perception check to see if uh, there's any more things we need to be wary of?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So you start climbing up, uh, flower you run down and you're going to remove water from below
2: i I should probably only do that once they've got all their planks in place right because then it would remove the ice patch that i put on there
1: yeah that is correct if i'm
2: shaping water it says if you cast
1: the spell multiple times you can have no well you can have no more than two of its instantaneous effects active at a time so you can keep the ice still there and also remove you know one section of water at a time
2: one five-foot cube of water at a time? That's
1: a lot of water.
3: Sounds like that's all the water we
1: need.
2: Behold my power!
1: Water-bending flower crowd.
2: Yeah, baby! I kind of do a little wiggly dance.
1: So, Timothy, you get to the top of the crow's nest, give me a perception check, and then Sherman, give me a carpentry check, which is going to be...
3: Let's do... Well, I... I... I don't know what, but I know I have proficient... I can add my proficiency bonus. So whatever you choose, plus that.
1: Yeah. This would be similar to, like, using thieves' tools. Essentially, there is no skill. The the, the tools themselves is the skill. But you just have to add a um, one of your abilities to that. So let's make this a wisdom check with uh, proficiency. So your, your tools would be... It'd be, I guess, a plus three.
3: Oh, is it plus three now?
1: Well, no, because you have you have plus one wisdom and plus two proficiency, uh-huh. so it would oh, be a total gotcha, plus gotcha, three. Gotcha.
3: Okay. So uh, I was gonna say he starts. <laughs> he's he's got he's gotten the nails out and and has his his working materials and he starts hammering in right, and then it starts to sink. It starts to sink, and he's like, hammer faster, hammer faster. <laughs> So, let's go ahead and roll for it. Uh Oh, shit. I dropped that on the ground. Can I keep it?
1: What is it, a nat 20?
3: <laughs> you don't know. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 19 on the floor. 19, uh, so 19, it would be a 22 for, for a floor D19.
1: Sure, Sherman, you can keep it.
3: <laughs> I was like, oh
1: crap, that's actually good. We we never established rules behind floor dice.
3: The rule is the rule is if it's good you keep it, if it's bad you can re-roll it. That's that's right.
1: That seems to be the consensus. Um Okay, that's fine. You, uh, I, mo- mostly because I just thought it was amazing that Sherman, by complete chance, has carpentry tools and is proficient in this shit. So, um, yeah, that's
3: something I never thought I would end up having to use. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right, so Sherman, you uh, very expertly start hammering this, uh, this plank, a couple of them, because you couldn't find a piece of wood that was long enough. So you're having to, to put a couple pieces of wood together to close this thing up. Meanwhile, Timothy, what did you roll on your perception check?
0: I haven't rolled it yet, but I was going to ask if being up in the crow's nest give me any sort of advantage to this roll or any sort of additions to the roll
1: itself. It, it essentially makes the perception roll possible. Possible. Because, okay. Yeah. Here we go.
0: Oh, my God. I should have learned my lesson to stop using D&D Beyond Dice. This is awful. Yeah, throw uh, your it was laptop a, it was like, on the floor. Quick. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna <laughs> throw do your that. computer on the floor. <laughs> It didn't happen. <laughs> throw, throw
1: D&D Beyond on the floor. Throw um, on the ground. <laughs> that's not my dad. That's a cell phone. <laughs>
3: that's, not a, that's not my dad. That's a net You must think
2: I'm a joke. <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's, it's a nine, okay? It's a nine on D&D Beyond. I accept it for what it is. I'm not happy about it, but it is what
1: it is. You don't see... Any uh, threats around you. You don't see Sir Lunox in the distance. You don't see tentacles wrapping around your ship. You don't see anything like that. Um, the fog. But can he see why kids love the cinnamon toast? <laughs> 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 All right. So you are also having to look through, like, the last. Or the fog is still somewhat present. So. It is a little bit difficult for you to see off into the horizon, Um, but you're not seeing anything. So, Sherman, you get this thing fixed as much as you can. You don't feel super confident that once the, the ice melts, it's gonna be holding back enough water, or like it'll be holding back water completely. So, Califran, you know, still is planning that once you get where you're going, they'll need to do some work on the outside as well.
3: Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna need a, a bucket line once we get moving. Couple of folks come in a bucket still, that's probably a good idea.
2: Can Califlaren do a Doki Doki roll when he sees Flower Crowd walk by with a big five foot cube of water? Oh,
1: absolutely, he's gonna do a Doki Doki roll right now. Let's see. <laughs> and and it's, it's better if he, uh, lo- if he lo- rolls low, I think. So he, he rolled a 12 on the die. So he does kind of go, oh. <laughs> oh, crowd. Fanboy. You you tried to express to me that that ye, the three of you are still learning and and that you are inexperienced, but I see nothing but experience in you.
3: That's called wrinkles, my friend. <laughs> we, got, we got a real calistan over here. And, but she winks at him.
0: I rolled a bad perception, but can I have perceived this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe that's why it was a bad perception. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's why your perception roll was low.
4: You're way <laughs> too
0: distracted with the you, ship you going can't
4: on. Help but you can't help but watch the ship. I've spent
0: so many years looking into the window of other people's lives. I just can't <laughs> help myself.
1: Timothy's got like his his the bottom his chin like in both hands as he's resting him on the on the uh, railing (laughs) around the crow's nest looking down his head's tilted just a little bit Uh. (laughs) the ship finally gets to the point where it's low enough and they can get control of it again um Califran is back behind the helm and you can see he's like uh kind of organizing his chart once again and he chimes to the to the disciples and they turn the ship once they're far enough away from the islet and you guys are back off and speeding towards Glavio
3: Alright, uh, Califran put that on the map
1: Oh yeah, you see, you see him he's like, I'm on it and you see that he's uh, marking the islet on the map with a big, like, you know do not go near this thing little message So it takes time to get to Glavio and the during that time, you're having to like refresh your, your spell, flower crowd. Um, essentially, you're the ice. As the as the ship gains speed, the ice on the bottom of the ship starts to break away immediately.
2: Uh. Uh, ah, fuck!
1: But you see that you can kind of ice the cracks around Sherman's patch job to keep to keep water. You're essentially applying sealant around it as much as, uh, as, as often as you can.
2: Yeah. I'm freezing any water that starts coming through the cracks.
1: Yeah. And it does the job perfectly. Um, so that you don't even have to have a bucket line going on while you guys sail as long as flowers down there taking care of it. So it takes a while. The thing is you guys didn't really get any sleep last night. Um, so this would be your time to try to get some rest in. Um, I, we know what during doing during this long rest. You're probably just kind of like... I mean, you're, ha- you're having to hang out down, down in the ship so that you can keep the water from coming in. But um, what are the other two doing? Timothy, you're hanging out in the crow's nest?
0: I'm hanging out in the crow's nest, and um, I look at my uh, loot and realize that it's a little waterlogged. So he makes a mental note to ask Flowercrow to... Maybe shape water the water out of it once we are no longer in a precarious situation. Uh, but he does he does what he can to like
1: do some maintenance on it um, with what he knows how to do. Yeah, I this would be like an ideal time for Timothy to be just kind of hanging up uh, on some ropes, you know, high up in a ship, playing some tunes. But it's just not meant to be right now with how waterlogged the loot is. So you're getting some rest. And then Sherman, he's, what are you also, doing?
0: He's also keeping an eye out. He's keeping an eye he's, out. Right, he don't keeping trust an... you anymore.
1: He's keeping an eye out. Keeping an active perception out.
3: So so Sherman's doing exactly what I do when someone else is grilling. I'm just standing there watching Flower Kraut redo the seal over and over again and like nodding my approval. And then I'm like talking about... <laughs> talking about the seal marks as if they're like really good grill marks like on a like on a steak or a burger and like yep that's good Yep. oh yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. that's a great one
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. so Sherman's supervising <laughs> <laughs> I love what's it what's
2: Bernice doing?
1: is um, she hanging with us? Bernice uh, was going to go back into the crow's nest but sees that Timothy's got it got it covered um, so she's probably just hanging out down with you guys. Um, and, uh, just sitting there nodding at an approval. Um, until, uh, until Califran needs her for anything. So,
3: yeah, it's like king of the hill down there.
1: <laughs> she's, she's cleaning up the, the, the mess downstairs because as water had logged, you know, water logged in or rushed into the ship, you know, some of the stuff got moved around, um, so take care of those things. But yeah, you guys can take a long rest. It takes a good chunk of the day to get where you're going. And you see, at least Flower Crowd, you would understand this, having just kind of taken a look at Califran's chart. He turned the ship almost almost completely around. Like, it wasn't, instead of, instead of sailing directly away from where Sir Lunox was, he cut heavy left and started heading in like a northwestern direction, um, going behind some other, other islands that could potentially block visibility and going essentially in a direction that he would assume they wouldn't suspect you guys to be going. Uh, so you guys eventually make it to where you can see this island that he had pointed out in the distance. And he needing something, you know, like I said, something tall enough to hide the masts of the ship if anyone was out on the sea looking for you. So it makes sense when you guys see this island in the distance. There's just cliffs surrounding this entire island, very high up out of the water. And as you sail closer, you can't see anywhere that would make for a suitable landing, because there's just cliffs. The, the ship turns south as you guys get closer to it, and you start to sail along what seems to be a very, very long, very, very lengthy island. Um, at the north end of this island, in the distance and barely visible through the clouds, you see a mountain peak and the cliffs kind of run along down from the mountain into a long plateau that just keeps going further and further south from it. Uh, Eventually, the ship reaches a point where you can turn from going south down the island westward around the the southern point of it. And that's where you see the cliffs have descended far enough to where at the southern tip, you see the only beach that you've seen this entire time. And so Califran brings the ship in close to the beach and the disciples start uh, draw, they drop the anchor and they start uh, going about you know, preparations to bring the ship to a stop. But it also looks like they're close enough to this beach that they may try to like purposefully beach the ship so they can get working on the repairs and so Califran uh, comes down and says to Flowerkraut I think we have, we're able to keep the ship uh, at a good level again thank you thank you so much for what you've done
2: oh it's my pleasure thank you for transporting us I know we're very dangerous cargo
1: as dangerous as it may be you are The most valuable cargo right now. Because you are proof that she lives. It's going to take some time for us to repair the ship. I'm going to have some of the disciples check out what are the damage. But in the meantime, we also need to investigate what this request is all about. From everything I know of this island, no one lives here.
3: So... The request you got, what does does it just say help? Or is there like a are are there actual like is there a like actual like detailed request of what they need?
1: No. It um it is very simply written that the inhabitants of Glavio were in danger. Very vague. I originally was going to put this Lower on our priority list, or perhaps send this to another apostleship vessel for them to investigate. But I felt that Glavio would be an ideal place for us to to at least get a better understanding of our situation. And while here, we can continue doing what we do.
3: If you all would like to, you know, focus on getting the ship seaworthy, then I'm sure that Timothy. Kraut and I could go ashore and see if we can help somebody.
1: I should oversee this. However, <sighs> perhaps I could send Bernice with you.
3: You could. It, you could commission. It could be a joint operation between the Apostleship and your good old friendly pals.
1: That sounds agreeable, Sherman. I. I. This is a request to the apostleship so I feel we should have someone representing us he chimes to to Bernice, she's uh, up on the upper deck and she comes running down and he chimes to her and she nods and uh, Califran looks back to you and says don't worry, uh, the, the disciples can understand what you say to them and I believe your friend Timothy is starting to catch on to how these are used, and he gestures to the chimes.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, he could be our translator. That'd be great.
3: Wow, so is that what a wingman is? Someone that can translate for you for when you need to talk to somebody else? Uh, yeah, Sherman.
2: Timothy is our wingman.
3: Oh, that's just great.
2: Yeah. Flower giggles to herself.
1: All right, so the Apostleship goes about securing the ship, getting ready to look into this, um, and Bernice grabs uh, a a small pack and attaches it to kind of like her hip and stands on the side of the ship, uh, kind of at attention, waiting for everyone to be ready.
2: All right, uh, I go onto the upper deck and shout to Timothy, Hey, Timothy. Yeah? You, Sherman, and I, and Bernice are all gonna go ashore (gasps) if you wanna come down.
0: Oh, do I? Oh, yeah. Can I do a fun slide down some ropes? Real acrobatics.
3: Do, do, do,
0: do, do. Wait, wait. Not going to, (laughs) not gonna (laughs) do it. Hold on. I don't trust D&D Beyond anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, so that's a 15 and I get a plus 6, so 21.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh man. Ah. Oh, the pirate Timothy Biscuit swinging from the rigging.
2: Yar, har, fiddly dee Has
1: uh, any,
0: anybody else seen anybody else seen Treasure Planet around here? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so like the how the captain intros into the movie. <laughs> he just, like, does all these really over-the-top flips and stuff, mostly unnecessary, and then just lands straight up and down, and be like, I'm ready. Oh,
2: my God. Timothy, wow.
1: Bernice chimed something to you, Timothy. I want you to roll a. You know, i I'm going to go with insight as the... Insight? Okay. Yeah. I get a plus three to insight, so that's probably good. 16? She just chimed... Nice.
0: (laughs) Do I know how to make, can I do perfect chime noises back?
1: Yeah, you just literally use your voice to chime back. Um, So I would say- Thanks with the winky face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) You're texting to her now, it's awesome. (laughs) So essentially your understanding of the chime um, is going to be upgraded over time. Uh, I think we had maybe talked about how you had already reached, like, the first level of it. So, essentially, what you'll be able to do is chimes very simple words. And then as you get better at it, you'll be able to start chiming, like, full sentences and stuff like that.
0: Before we get going, can I look over to Flower Kraut and see if she can shape water uh, some of the... I don't want to say damage, because that would make me sad, but some of the water that might still be lingering within the loot? Yeah.
2: I- Hey, Timothy, why are you looking at me? What what's up?
0: I know you were super busy, so I didn't want to bother you because the, what you were doing was much more important. But um, I might have had to bring this with me underwater in order to shatter that rock before. And uh. Oh, uh oh, no. If there's anything you can oh. do, I would be in your debt. Oh
2: yeah, let let's give it a whirl, huh? Uh, kraut shapes water and tries to remove anything that is causing it damage.
1: Okay. Um, so you go about doing this and it takes you a little bit of you know, holding the loot, you know, angling the loot so you can see inside, you know, turning around because you're you're having to target like specific points and you're pulling out like droplets out of the wood. Um, while Flower Kraut is working on this, Timothy I need you to give me a perception check. <laughs> and and Sherman give me a smell based perception check at the same
3: Whoa, time oh it's been a minute uh 13 okay ha ha 13
1: that was with advantage wow yeah
3: it smells as good as it looks apparently <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see out of the out of your peripheral vision timothy as you're kind of like watching Flower Crowd do this um you see something on the beach, and it's black. Like, literally, you see this black shape, then you turn your head to look at what it was, and you see this black shape, like, disappear behind this crack in the stone of the cliff.
0: <gasps> hmm.
1: Oh, creepy. Um, trying not to make a, a big deal
0: about it visually, I just slowly whisper, guys, I think I see something. Uh, on the beach, just a little ways from us
3: again oh well did did it look it looked bad? It looked what if that's the person that needs our help?
0: uh well, that that is a way of looking at it. Hopefully it just looked like an amorphous blob of of goo.
3: Oh, uh if it's gone now, oh. Well let's just stay vigilant, I guess.
2: Maybe we should just make the crew aware. To to have their guard up.
3: Oh yes, their guard. In that ah. case.
1: Does every see everything seem okay? Uh
2: <laughs> Bernice texting you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is Bernice being polite?
3: Oh Bernice is the best. Uh Tim Timothy, you saw it. why don't you tell him what you saw and maybe He'll be able to tell the, tell the crew down on the shore.
0: Yes, uh, not quite sure if I can explain this with chimes quite yet. So, uh, Captain, I believe I might have seen something climb upon the beach. Uh, it could be nothing. It could have just been something I saw. I'm not exactly sure. I just saw it for a moment, but, uh, better be safe than sorry, I suppose.
2: Do you want us to investigate?
1: Yes, we need to ensure our safety here. If, if we are not safe here on Glavio, then we must leave at once. I will let the crew know, but please, be careful. He, You hear him chiming to the rest of the disciples as you guys hop off the ship and wade through the shallow water up onto the beach. So you guys are... You guys walk up on the beach of Glavio and... The cliffs, you know, um, the cliffs that surround this island don't really taper off so much as they just kind of like sh- end and then there's a little tip of, of beach and sand where you are. So ahead of you is not really a path as much as you see a the opening to a very tight canyon here at the southern end of the island. And Timothy, when you had spotted this movement the movement had disappeared into this canyon.
0: Um, I saw it over there, and I just point off in the direction.
3: Oh, over there in that canyon?
0: Yes, that canyon Uh, specifically.
3: Ah, canyons are tight. (laughs) Can you see it, Sherman? Ah? I... I can yeah yeah I can I can see it why wouldn't I be it's right there why wouldn't I be able to see it Ah.
1: <sighs> so Bernie starts walking up towards the canyon entrance
2: uh, I'm following next to her
3: oh wait oh no I can't Oh uh, wait hold on uh yeah internal struggle of Timothy no that's not true that I mean he might have one uh internal struggle of sherman do i let bernice lead or do i do i want to take the take the front just in case or, or <laughs> w- women are w- women are strong independent folks that don't need a m- man to lead them I I, I I at this point i think he's still standing there and everyone, everyone has just else been... <laughs> has moved on at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sherman, oh i'm coming coming
1: <laughs> oh he's not stopping he's, he doesn't oh know how to stop tug is oh just <laughs> flailing out of his mouth um uh,
2: Bernice if you don't mind my asking uh you you've known Sherman from before
1: she nods and she kind of like taps uh, our fist against her heart
2: ah uh you guys were close to each other she nods. It must be good to see each other again.
1: She waits for Sherman to get up, and she just kind of, like, uh, runs <sighs> her hand through the fur on, on his head, you know, and kind of, like, giving him a, you know, a messy fur noogie.
3: Ah. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little scallion. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd
2: you guys meet, Sherman?
0: Uh... Not
2: prison.
3: No, definitely not. <laughs> what, what?
0: None right. of us asked. Wait, none of us asked that. What are you talking about?
1: She uh, looks down at the ground and kind of kicks the sand.
3: Oh, um, is I that code the, for prison? The the best way of putting it right and right now would be that uh, Bernice and I uh we're in the same foster program before I joined Pal um so i know i don't know how much y'all know about the foster program but it is uh it's not it's not prison so that's great ah, she is staring
1: at you with this look like really that's that's all you're gonna tell them and she kind of like nudges you in the arm
3: oh um okay uh, so oh wow I can't believe I haven't mentioned this before but um I I'm <laughs> believe it or not why oh, and I don't know so much about uh, Bernice's I, I don't want to tell her her story but Uh, I met Bernice after I was adopted into the foster program. They uh, rehabilitate dog folk and other uh, other fauna folk. uh, Convicts, I guess is a way of putting it. Uh, So, I I guess, yeah, uh, (laughs) fun fact about me is uh, I I was uh, I was pulled out of a penitentiary uh to join the foster program and that's where I met Bernice. And now that's something that either of you can't unknow, and I don't want to talk about it ever again. And Sherman like stone faced starts walking into the canyon. (laughs) So, as Sherman walks
1: away, Bernice looks at Timothy and kind of gets your attention and she chimes a couple words to you. Roll insight. 14? She chimes beat bad behavior out.
2: (gasps) Rehabilitate didn't sound like a gentle word. I'm sorry you guys had to go through that.
1: She shrugs and kind of, you know, gestures to herself in her apostleship, you know, uniform, and has a look of, it all worked out.
0: Uh, That still ruffles my feathers, though. I'm just glad you both have found a way forward, a way past all of that pain.
2: And a place you belong, to, where you can feel accepted and cared for.
1: You see... At she, least
2: I hope so, otherwise Calfran is gonna have some answering, too.
1: She gives you a thumbs up, a, you know, like a paw up, and, uh, and uh, she kind of looks over to Sherman as he's standing over there by the entrance to the canyon, and she uh, she kind of gestures towards him.
2: and it's nothing we're going to judge. I mean, truth be told, we don't really know a whole lot about each other. But I I I can appreciate having a harder past.
1: She nods and uh takes a deep breath and then she turns and walks after uh after Sherman. It definitely
3: it definitely looks like I might be able to fit in here so that means everyone else will definitely be able to fit in here
1: it does look really tight um, it's a slot canyon uh, so it's gonna be uh, a lot of a squeezing through you know different areas of it Sherman really another scent perception check
3: I'm gonna have to suck it in oh my gosh Good thing this is chainmail and not plate. Oh jeez. Oh geez, <laughs> OP. Oh, Pete. Uh, <laughs> funny fact, that's another thirteen. <laughs> so whatever, I can't get I can't get the scent, whatever it is.
1: It is it is easier to catch a scent now that you're actually here on the island itself. You are you're busy trying to like squeeze your armor into the canyon. <laughs> When you smell something that smells a lot like Timothy, but it's coming from ahead of you. Ooh.
3: Timothy, mm-hmm. I can smell you. Um,
0: but th- I mean, I but do give you my permission.
3: But, Timothy, you're, you're behind me, right? Um, I've always got your back, buddy. <laughs> uh, th- thank you so much for the reassurance. Where, where in the physical plane of existence in my perimeter would you happen to exist in this moment?
0: I am so, behind you, Sherman, 110%, both metaphorically is, and physically.
3: He's right so next to me, Sherman. What the hell you are you talking, talking in, about? Does that mean 10% of you is in front of me? Because... Um, I smell you in front of me, but I don't see you in front of me. And well, technically in front of me is a wall of sheer stone. So there's no way you could be that way. But if I turn my head deeper into the canyon, there you are.
1: Whoa.
0: Uh, no, that's
1: not me, Sherman. Bernice walks up to you, Timothy, and she kind of gets a, a sniff. And then she, walks, <laughs> then she walks over to where Sherman's at, and she starts to push Sher- Sherman through the first, like, squeeze. And then she's like slips. two dogs trying to get out of the dog door at once.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. Aww. laughs> no, I want to go first. I want to go first.
1: She slips through behind Sherman, and then uh, you see her kind of, like, raising her nose to the air as she... Uh, it opens up just a little bit beyond the entrance. And uh, Flowerkraut and Timothy, you walk up behind them and you guys see that the slot canyon opens up with the sky barely visible. Um, Like it, only beams of light are, sh- are piercing through into this canyon overhead and it's shimmering inside. Like Whoa. the columns of sandstone oh. are reflecting the little bit of light that's giving that's entering and it gives off this vermilion glow. Oh,
0: so wow. many
3: shinies <laughs> oh. There might be vermilion of them.
2: <laughs> oh my God uh, can flowerkraut do an investigation check or, or is it just perception just to see if she spots anything strange?
1: Sure go ahead and give a perception check.
2: Alrighty. I rolled a 17. Where is my dang person? Okay, plus two. 19!
1: Um, so this does, I mean, it doesn't look like there's anything abnormally, like, say, magical about this. It just looks like an incredibly, uh, beautiful, natural, uh, result of a canyon being formed Um, and I'm not sure if any of you guys in in real life have ever seen Antelope Canyon
2: oh yeah
1: but this looks a lot like Antelope Canyon Um, I put a picture in Discord to kind of give you an idea as to what the slot canyon looks like on the inside
2: Yeah, listeners please please look this up it's pretty awesome
3: oh yeah that's what that is that's that. Like, didn't Lindsey Sterling film a music video there or something?
1: Yeah, and the nice thing is, is it's here in Arizona, so uh, I've I've been up there. It's near Page, uh, really neat place, but it's very otherworldly.
0: If you were to show me this, I'd think it was like a set piece from like a sci-fi movie, right? Absolutely.
2: Just kind of warping shards of orange red rock
0: it's like angular and yet it's like it's it's got hard edges yet smooth at the same time it's very otherworldly
1: so bernice walks ahead a little bit and you see her turn behind one of the columns of sandstone and she bends down and then stands back up and you see her there standing holding a black feather
3: (gasps) timothy you dropped something
0: um that's not mine, and he looks at it because there might be some slight color differentiation between like his feathers and another, uh, another set of feathers. And yeah, it definitely isn't one of his. It's
1: not, not one of yours.
3: So maybe there's a bird in here, Timothy. I thought it was. Did you see a? Did you see a bird?
0: It could have been. I haven't seen. I haven't seen another Kenku in so long, ever since I left my flock.
3: Well, wh- where the flock are you from? Uh, well, I,
0: I'm actually from a lot of places. We didn't stick around for very long. Uh, let's just say wherever we went, we weren't exactly welcomed for any sort of length of time.
3: Oh, gee, seems like that's been going around, eh, Flower Kraut? <laughs> Guess so.
0: I did most of my social exchanges through the outside of windows and doors. Let's just put it that way.
3: Maybe there's a Kenku on this island that needs our help. Maybe they know you. Maybe they don't. I don't know which would be worse.
0: He's, he says really softly under his breath.
2: I wonder why they smell like you. Or is it just is it just because Sherman is smelling Kenku? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Timothy. Y- yes? Again, no judgment here. Uh-huh. We're here together. We're on our mission. That's all that matters.
0: I hope so, I, My past isn't exactly something I've been ready to face for a long time. I've been kind of trying to run away from it.
3: I'll run with you, buddy.
0: <laughs> and you can run fast. I've seen both of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm good at that. Um, so uh, just re- read the room here. Is this a situation where I... I wait, no. No, Sherman. We're in a canyon. Canyons can fall on you if you're loud.
0: Maybe I should take point just just to be safe.
1: Bernice kind of nods at you and hands you the feather.
3: I am being very quiet because I don't want us to be trapped forever.
0: Sherman, you and I need to write a song one day.
1: All right, so Timothy, are you pressing forward? Sure. Okay, give me yeah. a sur give me both Are you are you, are you doing it quietly? Yeah. Okay, give me both a survival and a stealth check.
0: Oh, at this Okay. Um oh. here. I'll do one on d and beyond, I'll do the other on a physical die. How about that? Um <laughs> Good thing I did one. Want- the more important. One. Okay, so stealth is a 7 uh and then survival is a 15. Okay.
1: So you start navigating through the slot canyon and you're able to judge you're like cuz there's there's a couple different ways you can go. It doesn't seem like there's a singular path because the rock has eroded in different spots and there's columns of sandstone that are um, like kind of branching out and you stop yourself from going through one opening because you figure Sherman's probably not going to be able to fit through this so then you go around the other way but you also feel like the it's difficult to be stealthy in here because the the crunching of the sand under your feet and like as you're squeezing through these tight little niches you're kind of scraping up against them and it's echoing very easily throughout the canyon. But you're able to keep moving forward, but you can understand how it would be very easy to get turned around in this thing and end up walking out the way you guys came without realizing it. Um, But you move forward and you, you find a path where everyone can get through. And eventually the slot canyon begins to open up and you're leaving the tight, uh, the tighter recesses of it. And you can start to hear voices ahead of you, conversations, like not just one person, but many people. And you peek around the next corner. You see what you can only describe as a settlement, except it lacks actual buildings. You see cobbled stone countertops and built half walls built off of loose rock. You see posts that make up semi-structures, but they're also being used to drape animal skins from one side of the canyon to the other that may say, provide shade during the midday sun. And you look around, as you peek around this corner, and you only see two type of people. You see a a number of black feathered kanku, but you also see tanned and black patterned lizards, like lizard people and what is before you in this open canyon seems to be some kind of bizarre, a marketplace where transactions are happening between these two races.
0: Ah. Huh. Would this have been something I've it, w- spending time with my flock previously, was this something that I would be accustomed to
1: or have known about? This would be something you would be used to when your flock was in Isolated places, but something that's weird to you is that it's not just Kanku, but there's like these cobalt lizard guys. Yeah, the well, they're they're like think of lizard people that look like desert lizards, like Gila monsters. Gila monsters. Oh, yeah. Cool. As you're kind of taking this all in, out from around this little corner pops this young little Kanku. Ah! <laughs>
0: I mean, um, <clears throat> hello there. Ah.
1: He goes, hello there, M- mimicking your voice right back at you.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm not used to this. It's been a while.
1: Um, who might you be? He opens his mouth, and the sound coming out is not words, but it's like blowing wind and and uh, sticks mixed in with it. Give me an insight check. Everybody who can hear this.
3: Okay.
2: Two plus four is six.
0: That's a 14 for Timothy.
3: Can, can I stop rolling 13s? <laughs> <laughs> Sherman, you and
1: Timothy are kind of closer to the front and can hear this. The sound that came out of his mouth sounds like Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. He nods.
0: Uh, Tumbleweed, is this is this your flock?
1: He nods. Could you introduce us? Introduce. He he copies just that one word, and he he gestures and starts skipping towards the bazaar.
2: Well, hopefully they're a friendly bunch.
0: Just make sure to keep a lookout on anything important on your person and. We will walk in cautiously.
2: Alright, I I mentally tell Brandy to be at the ready that if someone tries to get into my tries to tries to sneak a hand into the robe, she can go for the swipe. Oh God, oh, do God, do they <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I mean there might be, so uh, I'll so I'll, g- I'll give I'll give there that thought. I'll give her the word.
1: You guys leave the slot canyon and follow after Tumbleweed and there's all this talking back and forth you hear the kenku um not just having conversations but they're they seem to be speaking in words that sound like the voices of the lizard people (laughs) Um, they're also speaking in sound effects like some of their language doesn't even seem like it's you know written language they're just expressing things through sound and as you guys step into the opening it's almost like record scratch <laughs> everybody turns and looks at the four of you while tumbleweed happily you know is skipping over to the uh it looks like a cantina in the center of it all And they all stop talking, and they all just give this stare. Ah. And that is where we will end our episode.
4: Wins with you, BB Army. Broken wins notwithstanding. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Or if following the individual nerds is more your thing, you can follow Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit as well as his YouTube channels, Chit and Chit Chad Plays. You can follow me, Janelle Wilkie, on my Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie, or you can join Dustin Blushman as he streams on Twitch.tv slash The Final Destination. And follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination and his Twitter at F-I-N-L destination. You can also find our beloved barkeep and dungeon daddy, Aaron Rollins, on Twitter at Arkuma, that's A-A-R-K-U-M-A. We must also sing the praises of our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Rory O'Neill, who provided our theme song and many of the original musical scores in the podcast. Ben can be found on SoundCloud and you can follow Rory on Twitter at Trench Now that you're part of the BB Army, we'd love your help in spreading the word throughout the realm. Sharing our podcast with friends and writing reviews helps a young podcast like ours so much. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go pester the barkeep for another drink. Until next time...